two, one. All right. Hey guys, welcome back to the Create Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Salmon. I'm here to get today again with my buddy, Ralph over here. How's it going? How's everyone doing? And so uh, today, the main topic is fall music. We're officially like deep into, I think we're going to be considered like deep into fall now. Like we're on the border of like November. Like we're on the border of- Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think when Thanksgiving hits, I think falls over. Yeah, right? That's what I think. It's kind Once, of, after Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. At least in my yeah, it's 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 Christmas tree up five days after and you're good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And but uh, yeah, so this episode though is going to be about fall music. So we're going to be talking all our favorite artists, albums, songs, whatever you know for fall. What's going to get you set in the vibe of that? You know, trees, leaves are falling down and all that stuff. So um, we're going to dive right into it though. So what do you got for your first like mu- you know music or whatever for fall? What do you got? All right, um, a guy I've been. I know it's crazy. It's a guy that I always wouldn't listen to because I'm like, oh my god, it's so stupid. But Jack Johnson, you know the the freaking uh, Curious George song. That <laughs> you were telling me the other day too. If, if if you can totally get your, your head around the fact that it was using Curious George, that is a great song. Yeah, it, it's such it's a, a it's such a it's such an optimistic and like eye opening thing. And I, I'm pretty sure it's a it's like about a kid like discovering the world and all the possibilities that he can do. And, and it's like, it's just so crazy how it's such an easy topic and it just sounds so good. Well, so yeah. Know, um, what is what? it? I know that for literally for that song, chemistry, I had the same teacher for chemistry two years back in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, he like loved Jack Johnson. He loved Dave Matthews. He loved all these you know, artists and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But every single time we do a lab, that is like the first song that we started with. <laughs> like the exact Upside down? song. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, um, it's, an, it's, a, it's a killer song. It's a killer yeah. song. I, that that the chorus is just I, yeah. I I don't know what I don't know what like key or chord progression is, but like there's just a whole different mood. Like when that chorus hits, you're like, yeah, you're this, this is this is my jam. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got um you got banana pancakes as well. That's just like a bluesy kickback Sunday morning. Yeah. I think um better together is good. I mean the whole album's good. Um yeah. So it's I'm gonna funny. start off with Jack I, uh, Johnson. I, it's funny because I, um, I don't think I ever really got into Jack Johnson, but I think the closest I've, I closest I've got into like you know listening to him was in that like chemistry class, and I was like I could like get around doing work and listening to Jack mm-hmm. Johnson. Like this is a complete yeah. vibe. Yeah, no, it it works. It works. I think yeah. it definitely works. Um, but all right, so my first musician, it's it's really like a specific album that I've been listening to for the past week anyway. Um, it's the War on Drugs, which I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. But uh, and the album is called Deeper Understanding. And so um, it's awesome because the war on drugs is basically like a, I don't know, they're kind of like a, like a modern take on folk music, if that makes sense. Like, it's not like okay. super folky, really, but like, and they add, like in this album too, like they'll add synth. They'll add some really cool guitar sounds, some really nice drum beats. It's just like it all kind of encompasses. And then also you have the voice, the lead singer, who um, I don't know like his name and stuff, but I do know that his wife, fun fact, is uh, I don't know if you guys watch Breaking Bad, but she's the girlfriend of Jesse in the show. But anyway, um, the album's great though. And the fun fact of this is that it was the first vinyl that I got, like the very first like, yeah, actual wow. one that I went to the record store. This is the first. And it's cool because so I went to the record store the day after I think it got released and uh, or maybe it was a week, whatever it was. And so I pull up and stuff and it's my buddy's uncle's record store and stuff in town and all that. And so I go and I'm trying to look for it and I couldn't find it. And I asked them, 
um, but they had it. And one of them says, unfortunately, we're, we're like left out. We don't have it, but um, we'll write your name down. And so like, we'll see if once you get it, like we'll give it to you. And uh, then like the main owner, like my friend's uncle or whatever, he was like, hey, wait, hold up. Let me look in the back. And he gave me this like limited edition version of the vinyl. Wow. And it was like this like blue chrome kind of like, it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh, sweet, just, sweet. Yeah, it's definitely, but I love the album. Each song too was like six minutes long. Like they're pretty long songs, but it's just, it's super mellow. It's in like, you know, saying like, it's kind of got, it's like a folk kind of vibe. I think it might be a turnoff for some, but it's not like, I don't even know why. Like, I don't want to say folk specifically. Like, I feel like modern folk's the best way to kind of, because it meshes in like traditional, like classic rock and stuff like that. It mixes like modern folk. It'll mix synth, which is like new wave or like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. but uh, I love it. So awesome album, Deeper Understanding and The War on Drugs. Yeah. So oh, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, no, I, I haven't heard of them, but I'll have to check them out. But no, I, uh, you were talking about getting the special edition vinyls, right? From the record store. Yeah. I, um, uh, when I, when I just got into vinyl collecting, I'm like, okay, well, my favorite band's Turnover. And I was like, I have to get a Turnover vinyl. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. I, I, I took, um, we took a school trip to Boston, right? And I actually went to a comic store, but then I realized that comic store actually had like music and vinyls and stuff. And I never really looked into it. So I looked them up. I think, I think they're called new. Yeah. They're Newberry comics. Right? Newberry comics. Hey, I, yeah. Yeah. Newberry. That's com- so I looked yeah. up, I, comics. I looked up, um, I looked up, I, I think it was, I think I bought good nature. It's called good nature by turnover. And then I bought peripheral vision which is the next album I'll talk about. Yeah. And I bought them and they were like digital, ex- they were like vinyl exclusive to Newberry comics. And the cool part about um, the one record peripheral vision, the vinyl looks like a cup of black coffee and there's a stream of white in the middle that looks like creamer. So when it spins, it starts to cream itself and then it that all so gets cool. one color. It, look, <laughs> so it awesome. looks really cool. That's yeah. honestly probably my favorite um my favorite um, vinyl or, you know, like uh, yeah. artwork that I really have. So, okay. Uh, I'll use that as a segue into the yeah. next uh, album I have. So uh, in 2015, Turnover released a LP called Peripheral Vision. Yep. And um, it was, it was a, you know, it was them getting away from their pop punk roots and they went to a slower classic rock. I, I would also put a little bit of shoegaze in there, a little bit of dream pop. And it, it was just a, uh, it's one of those albums that has one feel through the entire thing, but there's also songs that you can just like jam out to and really listen to the lyrics and get super into it. Um, I would say a couple of tracks to listen off. That would be new scream, which is the second track on the album. It just has a crazy outro gets you in. You love it. Um, a little slower jab, uh, slower jam. You have um, diazepam and that is just like, really getting into your fall mood late night, you know, driving home from something or whatever's going on. Mm. And um, I just think like, when I think of fall and I think of music, I, I first of all, you think of weather, like it just has to be weather. Yeah. Right. First thing you like, know, and, and my favorite weather is like when you wake up in the morning and it's like, a, it's cool, but it's like a crisp cool. So like, if you, if you were to like step onto a leaf, it would just cr- like crumble immediately. You know what I mean? Like it's you got that crisp coolness. And I um, just the vibe that this album gives you is just it, it's so easy to listen to all the way through, and um, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely my top um, my top record from Turnover. It's a uh, peripheral vision again. It's good. I, I like think, it. I mean, you're the one who got me into them anyway. I didn't know who they were at all until you kind of showed me who Turnover was. So I mean, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but what is it? So next for what I got, um, it's a song by R.E.M. called Laughing, which is on their, uh, their first debut album, Murmur. And so, um, you know, when I look at like a band like R.E.M., which I'm, I'm sure I've talked about previously in the podcast, they're, they're like the pioneer of like indie rock, like Nirvana, um, I know Radiohead, all these bands look at R.E.M. as like the reason, like what they became, they like link mm-hmm. back to R.E.M., and uh, like REM's like that, you know, for alternative rock and indie rock in general, they're just like, like they are the ones like, like on a benchmark. Yeah, exactly. They kind of yeah, like, like it's them, it's them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? So the song "Laughing" is just like it's so like the drum is just like so cool. Michael Stipe's voice is obviously phenomenal, and he kills it. Um, and it's just the whole band really did it. It's it's cool too because like it's their earlier stuff too. Like it's I think it came out in like eighty three something like that. Oh wow, um, okay. Yeah. So it's it's definitely older, but it's just like it sets you in the fall moods. So like if you're literally walking through like the park or something like that, this is the song to listen to. And then also the uh, EP, and I'm pretty sure it's the only EP by them called Chronic Town, which I, I think it's like four songs. I want to say I don't know. Yeah, okay. but anyway, that is also fantastic, and it'll definitely get you in that whole mood and stuff like that. It's just it's very. I don't know. It's it's like this. It's a, it's like a very raw alternative rock. You know, like it's very like you can tell like no one else was doing this before. Like it was literally just REM who like kind of like figured out. All right, this is the style, style of music we're gonna do, and then everyone else is gonna like follow suit and kind of like progress from that what they make. So definitely check them out. REM's obviously one of the coolest bands in the world. So, but yeah, that's what I got next. Cool, big big REM fan. All right, all right. <laughs> um, so for. My next album, I'm yeah. going to take it in a whole other direction of what we've been doing. I'm going to say, um, where was it? Late Registration by Kanye West. Hey! So, so I say this because um, a big thing I associate with fall is coffee, right? I, obviously coffee. But, and you associate coffee with jazz. Just that whole super mellow, nice. I love that you made the connection, know? though. I love that. <laughs> You, like you don't even know what they're playing you're just like okay yeah. like this is something right yeah. so um I, i'm listening through it and um I, I haven't like really listened to kanye a lot i mean i know like back in 2008 and when this came out early 2000 i know it was like okay like like this is what was going on right like this yeah. is what was popping so i was like okay like let me just give it a chance i, I have a tendency to like not listen to people but then when i do listen to them i actually do like them so i was like all right let me give kanye a chance and I listened to rate, uh, late registration and there was, um, hold up. I have it right here. Uh, heard him say, touch the sky, obviously gold digger, but drive slow in my way home. They just, all five of those just, they just went together perfectly. And in the background, I, I just, there, it was jazz. Like he was literally rapping over boom, bat drums, hi-hat and snares. Yeah. And then he had like jazz guitar beats and just like really funky stuff going on. And it like, there were songs that were like in your face there were songs that were slower, like, um, I drive slow was obviously slow, mm-hmm. but there's just like, it put, it, it even, it put me back to like 2005. Like I, I literally felt like I was in 2005, even though we were, uh, we were only three, but still, I still felt like, but like wow, that like, vibe though, like what you yeah, were in 2005 to be like, that's what it kind of brought you yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I think exactly. that the cool thing about Kanye also, and I'm obviously a huge Kanye fan is that, yeah. um, like you can listen to he'll have music for anything like literally any form of music you want to listen to if you look at kanye's resume of stuff that he's released you're bound to find it and it's just like i think it's like late registration also i think it's top three for me for kanye albums by the way 
But um, I think it was a really cool choice because I did not expect that. I don't think I have any rap actually. Or not like rap, but like that really? kind of, you know, like, you know, hip hop, whatever. Um, yeah. I don't think I have any of those type of artists actually in my, you know, fall music categories. So I'm really happy you chose this late, late registration as one of the uh, choices. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, another thing that came to my mind, I was like, it, it, like, if I was walking, like, if I decided to go get up today and walk around New York a little bit and just to get outside and enjoy the cold weather that it was, I 100% would have had this plan. And I, I, I could have, I, I, I could almost feel what that would be like me walking around listening to this and you know i that that, that i think that's why i chose this i know this wasn't expected but you know no i think I, it's all awesome. I, I enjoyed I it i enjoyed it it's a complete no, no no i think like this album too especially in the fall like it makes more sense now thinking about it like i would have never connected that kind of like but you like it, it definitely makes a lot more sense so mm-hmm. i like that um but so another song that i have specifically for fall is crystal express by rory and so if you don't know who Rory is, I'm, I'm, I think a lot, I mean, I have a lot of friends back home who know who he is. So I think he's relatively popular. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, he, had a, he had a big song, God's a Whisper, which is also, but anyway, so this song Crystal Express though. So he's a folk artist. Like he's actually like a, like a folk artist and stuff like that. Um, but so what, what he, it's just like his, it's interesting because his vocals sound extremely raw, you know, like it's very like echoey. It's very like, um, like the drum beat is very harsh almost and stuff like that. And it's almost is, like, is um, it almost like, is it almost like non-polished? Like, like yeah. they, they just walked in, they did it. He's like, look, this is what I sound like before putting this out. I would definitely, I, I would say to an extent. Yeah, I would definitely, I think that um, it's just, it sound not, I don't know if travel's the right word, but like it gives off that kind of like that kind of vibe. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, mm-hmm. if you're like you're sitting near a campfire or whatever, and like, you're just, you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of setup. But I think for fall wise, it just like, it gives into that, um, you know, like our fall is like this turning point and stuff like that. These are falling, the weather's changing and all that. It kind of like gets like, the, like how music is able to do that. Like how it's able to like, you know, kind of like project itself onto, you know, a specific time of year or whatever like that. I think it definitely works. And it's also like super nostalgic too, which for some reason I think fall I connect a lot with nostalgia. I don't know why, but it just seems like as things are changing and stuff like that, and you're getting to a point where like it's getting colder and colder, it kind of all like intertwines. So um, definitely check that out. It's my favorite Rory song. I don't, also, I don't listen to too much other Rory, but I love it. So yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I, I pulled up the lyrics here and even like the, just the, like I'm just reading the beginning of it. Uh, life is in the moment and life is incoherent. Life is a thing you choose to have inherit. You came here for a reason, but you can't remember it. And you might be frustrated. You might be confused and hyperventilated. Worry about the future. Pull up to the station. Climb on the Crystal Express. Yeah. So there's just a lot going on there. (laughs) So, you know, um, the thing thing that stands out to me is you came here for a reason, but you cannot remember it. And now, like, I, I think that's a plan of words. I, I think, you know, you have to find what, what time in your life this relates to. But it's like, you know, you have a purpose to do something. But just in that moment, you don't know what you're doing. You know, well, that's what, I think a lot. That's what I find so interesting about just music in general, too, because it has that effect. Where, like, you know, when you, like, because you're the one who ever said, like, we should do a fall music episode for the podcast. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. But it's cool because the ability to, like, link certain music you know, just like songs, albums, artists or whatever to a specific season is so cool because I think it's so easy to do that. Like, it's so easy to have, like on Spotify, I've literally, I like, because we're doing this, I made a fall like playlist. It like, it makes oh, sense. Yeah, like, I, when you listen to songs, it 
makes sense. It's like, oh, yep. this is so far. You know what I mean? It's it's so cool that it has that effect. I think um, music on you know season wise, like it all intertwines. So I think it's really cool. But yeah, definitely. I um I I I think I, I don't remember when I started doing it, but I think all the music that I do listen to is seasonal. Like there's yeah. artists and bands that because it's fall, I won't listen to them because maybe they're maybe they're a summer artist. Or maybe they're a spring artist with all the flowers and everything. I, I, I know that's like so weird. And now it, no, but it makes like, sense. And you're having all these like, oh my god, this actually makes sense now. It, just, yeah. it, it does. It literally does. I think it is so easy to categorize albums into seasons. And then also, I think that artists also plan on when they're going to release things. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what so, I got. What do you got? Um, all right. Um, is a band that, of course, I didn't listen to in the beginning, and I didn't want to listen to, but I went back. Um, th- there is something with me and liking British alternative bands. So, like, um, an example of this, uh, a band called Basement, okay? Okay. So, they're like, I, I don't even know how to describe their sound. It's just like, like, like when I'm listening to this, I just like, like the song I'll be playing and there's like a note I like that like I haven't heard before. And I'm like, that sounds great. Or like the vibe of this is really good. Or he, like the way he's singing this, like there's like, it's not even that like their whole song is good. There's like parts in the song that gets me. And I'm like, wait, you know, these guys are onto something. Yeah. As I'm listening, I'm like, wow, this is really a masterpiece. So the album I have for you is called, I wish I could stay here by basement. It was released in 2011 um tracks that pop off right away you have the track number one which is called fading right in your face coming out drums guitar blasting the lyrics it's it's the perfect balance of soft spoken like you know he's just talking to someone and then it's also like you know like he's not you know we're not talking death metal scream but we're talking like a little bit of rats and a little bit of passion behind what he's saying and that is um, that's what comes through. So fading is really good. That's the track number one. Um, track number four, crickets throw their voice. And then my personal favorite right after is called Earl Grey. Just from the moment, all right, th- this song is two minutes and 34 seconds of, of complete goodness. Like from the moment it starts, it's, it has that like, um, it has that dizzy feeling, you know, like the, you feel like when they're playing the guitar, that they're, like they're just falling down a hole or something. And yeah. it's like super mellow, getting you going. The singer comes in um, and says, uh, the lyrics are, I looked up at your window. I pretended I could see you. And then like four bars later, he says, uh, but you don't live there no more. And then after that, there's a pause and the band just comes in and it's just all out like, like emotion and it, i think mean, he's obviously talking about a girl i think a lot of these alternative <laughs> bands pick a girl and that's they can write a whole album either, about yeah. them yeah I, I i just think that's how that works yeah but um earl gray definitely a track that stood out to me i think it's funny how they're british and they made a song called earl gray so you know i just um yeah i i honestly found this three days ago and i know that's oh, crazy it's recent oh yeah, yeah. I, I know that's crazy but like i i've known them for like three years but I just oh, okay. haven't, I, I haven't listened to them, or if I did listen to them, I picked a song that wasn't on this album. But I, I just think you, I think you need to listen to an album fully and be super optimistic if you're going to listen to something. I so, agree. so that yeah. you know they're playing. You can't just listen to one song and be like, okay, I didn't like this song. They're trash. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Because like, 
I'll be honest. There's not a lot of albums that I like every single one of the songs. No, like, definitely. There, you know, definitely, there's songs yeah. on albums that I just think are amazing albums. But like, let's say track seven, I don't like. I'm gonna skip track seven and then yeah. I just go on with it. But um, yeah, I, I I literally had this on repeat for like the past three days, just yeah. trying to listen to all the songs, decipher them, do a bunch of crazy things. So that is um that is basement, and the album is called I Wish I Could Stay Here. I'm gonna I'm hearing that now that song by the way um but earl graham definitely curing it out but i think that it's great that you pointed out how i think a lot of people too they'll listen to one song by an artist and immediately be like okay no this is it i'm not gonna listen to them anymore this is a stupid Mm -hmm. song but i think you yeah you like you need to commit to listening to an artist if you're gonna listen to them once or whatever like you need to actually you can't just listen to an artist once and just go away like i yeah even though like when i find new artists too like i fall in that where like i'll find a new artist and i'll listen to one song and be like i didn't like this that much so i dip away but i you know like i think it's it's you need to like commit yourself to listening to an artist or whatever the full way and then from there you might pick out because i can like i there's a lot of albums where i really only like the three songs and the rest of them i'm not like huge into them so it's mm-hmm. definitely you know like that's it's not like it's uncommon to like dislike certain songs from musician or whatever but i think if you're trying to find new music and stuff like that you definitely have to commit and if you don't commit you're not going to get the full you know for sure and then um i i don't know if you do this but i think i think you may um spotify and apple music and whatever streaming service you choose to listen to right they only have like a top five songs from this artist right they do yeah and and, and that's based off the revenues and how many listens are on that specific app. Yep. So like, and then obviously songs that are popular on the radio are going to be popular on the app. So those are yeah. the top songs. But like, I have artists where like, yeah, I like the top song, mm-hmm. but that top song brings me to one of their albums. I listen to the album and I like track number nine and no one talks, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, maybe I'll like a different song that isn't in their top five. And and I think, I think what happens is when people want to listen to an artist or like I've had experiences where I'm like, oh, I, I, hey, listen, I want you to listen to this band. They listen to the top five songs, but all the songs that I would recommend weren't even in the top five. You know, it's just like, I, I think, but I, you know, I'm not attacking it. I'm just saying like, no, it's true. What, yeah. Like what we've been talking about, when you want to listen to an artist, you should really dive in and try and find a song you do like, because it might not be like what's on the surface or it might not be in their top five songs that a, you know, Spotify or Apple music thinks is the top five song. Exactly. Cause it could, it could be misleading. I know that a lot of bands, um, musician wise, like TikTok, you'll get songs now that are defined as TikTok songs and you'll see their play count on Spotify, or whatever goes up to like a ridiculous number. And yeah. people only listen to that song. They're like, just like, because they, because TikTok song, whatever, it's super famous now and they'll just listen to that and they won't listen to the rest of the catalog of music. And it kind of, for from one aspect, it's cool because like it's you know it's popularizing a song that may not have been popular before, and you're getting you know artists are getting more you know revenue, whatever it is from that. But the other side of it is that um, you're getting fans or listeners or whatever that are only going to listen to that one song, and they're not going to care about the rest of the catalog. So yeah, I don't know. So um, you know, going off that TikTok, is there one song that you have in mind that you know everyone is listening to, but they have never listened to it in the past? Once, oh yeah i can literally name so i know um i love thundercat i love thundercat um i've been a huge thundercat fan for like a year and a half now and he was you know he wasn't like crazy popular before like mm-hmm. probably 2019 or whatever 2018 um but one of his songs that went tiktok or whatever got super famous or whatever and like i'd see in my feed like every single day 
that song or whatever. And then you'll start seeing now his fans rising and rising in numbers where you're getting people that'll listen. Like they're, that's the song they listen to and stuff like that. And it's just annoying. Cause like he has like multiple other albums that he released years and years ago that are fantastic. But yeah. no listening to those though, because you know, they just hear that one song and that's, you know, that's it. which it's cool because like, he's an older, he's like 36, which like, you know, musician wise, it's not like old, but for someone yeah, who's yeah. popular now, like at this age, finally getting like crazy, like, publish all this stuff it's it's a big deal and stuff and it's cool and all but it's just it sucks because like his previous work or whatever it's fantastic and i just don't think it's got that same level of recognition because people are kind of focusing just on this one song or whatever which you know that's yeah. i feel like for a lot of artists that always happens anyway though so yeah is that song called them changes that is them changes is yeah. that it's they, they, they do the walking a <laughs> little yeah. walking thing over it no, exactly, yeah, yeah um, exactly. yeah so the the song i was gonna say is Dreams by uh, oh, yeah, Fleetwood Mac. Well, there you go, freaking Fleetwood Mac. I don't uh, even want to get it. I talked about that. I, me and uh, when Bobby, my friend from back home, was on last other podcast episode, we were literally, I was rant, we were ranting about a lot of these like indie girls now that'll listen to dreams and stuff and become like, oh, yeah, they'll listen to dreams and then they make a life decision that they're going to become hippie <laughs> and they're like, you know, <laughs> I just, I just want a boy who'll sit under a tree and listen to dreams with me. That's, uh, that's that's like, okay. You know, after you listen to dreams for 30 times, what else are you going to listen to? Oh, I don't know. There you go. There you go. It's just like, I can't <laughs> even, I got, we got that rant last week. It wasn't even more of a rant. It was just like, it's, it's funny. Cause like, that's, I think with a lot of songs now too, like, that's just like the, like, I don't like, I love indie rock. I love indie music. This is not obviously Star Fleo Mac, but this is more just like, and I think that um, that whole connotation towards indie now, I hate, you know, because like, I feel like it's like, you'll link it with um, E-Boy with like black nail polish or something like that. And like some weird, yeah, yeah. like some like skater boy kind of, and it's just like, who wants to be linked with that? That doesn't sound fun. Doesn't sound cool. And it's like, I- Yeah, no, you-, you, you... Yeah, you, you want to be linked to the music. You you don't want to be linked to the yeah. stupid stereotype that people think they actually listen to the music, but they don't. So I'm a deeply closeted yeah, no. indie fan. That's all I define myself. It's even the closet indie fan. <laughs> I got you. There you go. yeah, that's a good way to put it. All right, all right. Um, okay. But yeah, so another like band that I got that I'll also add on is this band Twin River, which I found a couple of years ago. And there's two songs, uh, Anthony, and then also Twin River, which is a song by them which is also their band name whatever but they're a canadian band um they're also alternative rock but it's more like alternative pop kind of and they have like an echoey dreamy kind of sound and stuff like that okay. um, and it's also kind of got like a modern folk kind of thing i guess so it's kind of similar it's not like same music as war and drugs or something like that but um it's just it's really interesting sound it's really cool I think they're releasing a new album in 2021. That's what I read or whatever. But these two songs, though, I really, I, I list, I found them like fall 2018. So I think that's why I kind of like feel like they're set in for the fall almost, just because I found them. Yeah. Like, they sound like they should be and all that. So, um, but yeah, Twin River, great bands. Those are the two songs that I like really just listen to. I'm sure they have a great bigger catalog and all that. But um, so I'm just going to mm -hmm. see what else they have, you know, coming towards them next. But yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, because you said you discovered them in the fall of 2018, I'm sure that when you do listen to it, you probably think about the fall of 2018. Exactly. That's how you yeah. get you get the reference of, you know, that being the fall band for you. And then you said before how you think of fall as like being nostalgic. And I, I definitely agree with that. I think it's just don't know why it's nostalgic, but I just, you know, I just yeah. I think I look uh -huh. forward to the fall every year now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I agree. All right, so I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you my sleeper. Like, okay. like if I was to recommend anyone a fall album, this would be the yeah. album. <laughs> this, this, like, this is it. Like, and I have a buddy back in Jersey. His name is Lucas. He's and he would probably kill me if I did not mention this album because I showed him this album, and then I didn't listen to it for a while. And then he texted me one day. He's like, "Dude, that album is the greatest album ever." And I was like, "Really?" And then I went back and, of course, I listened to it again, and I was like, "Wow, this is really, really good." So, yeah, yeah I definitely have the trend of not listening to things fully and then being like, "Okay, I don't really like that." But when I do go back, this is a freaking masterpiece. Okay. So it is um, a band called Citizen. It is called Youth, um, and it has ten songs on it. I I don't even want to give you songs that stand out because it's literally the entire album. Like you, you can pick any song and you're going to be drawn in. Um, the first song though, roam the room. Like that is just like, like if you want an opening song to an album, that's the opening song. That's like, look, we can go hard. We can go slow for you. Like we can do it all. You just got to like press play and listen for the next 32 minutes or whatsoever. Um, Another good track. It's all good. You, you just you, you have to just sit down and listen to that thing. I will say it's more on the feel side a little bit. So if you're having, hopefully no one has a sad fall day. But if you're having a sad fall day, you can listen to this. I I I'll like listen to them when I'm happy as can be. Like I, I just yeah, I, I just yeah. love the guitar. I love the guitar sound. I it's just really really good. Um, Citizen, and the band's called Youth. It's very good to drive to. If you're just, you know, if you're driving, you have a drive ahead of you and yeah. you're sick of your music, you need something to put on. Put on Youth by Citizen is a great, crazy array of sound. Oh, I actually have a funny story that reminds me. So, yeah, okay. Uh, this came out in 2013, right? Yep. So the Vans Warped Tour before it got, before it got shut down. So they, they brought, they, they were like, okay, we need another band. So they got Citizen, right? And Citizen was supposed to play the 2013 show and all they had before, like this, oh, this is their first album, by the way. They had a small EP before that and a split with Turnover. That's a really good split. And um, so they only had a couple songs and they were, you know, under the skater pop punk rock, right? So they're like, wow, like, you know, these guys would kill a, um, a Warped Tour session. It's perfect. It has that mosh pit feeling to it. Kids are going to like it. Well, what they did was since they got themselves on the tour, they put out this album and this is not anything like Vans Warped Tour and they, they they somehow got all those fans to like this album and they used the Warped Tour as like publicity for their new album and I think because of that it opened everyone's eyes to like like the alternative sound the dream pop sound and they're like wow you know there's not just this skate grunginess there's also this that's going on and I think Citizen found a um, well you know it was a ballsy move but you know they put out this album went on the warp tour, only played songs from this album and there's videos of them playing it and there's just so much passion and uh raw feeling and yeah. How did this, the fans like is, it too? Were the fans really into it? Or like were they was that Oh yeah, no, yeah, oh it's 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 like if you were to take your sound and change it and try and do something different, you would want to do what Citizen did on this album. Like it's perfect. Like it's it's just the musicality, the lyrics are stronger. The guitar is more intricate, but you know it, it's still Citizen. It's still that band you like listening to. A lot of bands, their fans don't like their newer stuff. They're like, "Oh, can you play the old stuff?" Well, I, I, 
I think any Citizen fan would be fine with playing this album. And it's great. That's awesome, yeah. Because I think that's that's a tough thing to do. It, it's we I think we talked about this in the past too, with like when we we're talking about the rock episode. But it's tough to yeah. change your sound or whatever too. Like expecting. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great though. Um, all right, so we'll do one more artist to what each or whatever, and then we'll jump into you know news, entertainment news this week. Um, okay. So, last music I got that I you know included in this was. Um, Arctic Monkeys and their last album that they released, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. Um, and so I think with this one, like, you know, when you were talking about earlier with how late registra- registration come up, you got with coffee and then jazz. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, this album isn't really like jazz per se, but um, it's extremely soothing. It's, de- it's a weird thing that Arctic Monkeys do- did because, you know, obviously they started out as like a punk band. And then they kind of progressed to being, you know, releasing, you know, um, AM and all that. And so they changed their sound then. But so with this yeah. latest album they released, which I think is two years old now, um, which is crazy to say, I can't believe it's two years old. But um, I think that Alex Turner's voice in this one, I always thought it did sound like this, but in this album especially, it literally resembles like the next David Bowie. Like it is so, it's so fascinating how, like it's so soothing and like it's so it fits the vibe of this whole album so well because the whole album is really like it's the sound of it's extremely soothing it's very um like it's not jazz but like it's very uh i don't know what i'm looking for but it's very calm it's very relaxed and it's it's mm-hmm. i kind of link it then with like yeah i'm just drinking coffee or whatever on this fall day or whatever and this is what i'm playing this is what i'm listening to it so. is it just like one of those albums that like like you're just dragged into and then like you know for the full 30, 40 minutes, you're listening to it, you know, you feel like you're in a good place. Like, you're yeah, like, wow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely, like, complete, you know, it's a total, like, because, like, the whole album, too, has, like, a very central kind of sound and all, you know, and it's all mm-hmm. clicked together super well, where, like, if you're, you'll listen to this whole thing, like, start to finish or whatever, and you'll be in that same mood, which is fantastic, so, yeah. Do, do you like, um, do you like albums that have a, a central feeling to them and, like, like maybe some of the songs will blend together like or like you know what i'm trying to say like would you prefer an album have a central tone and like a whole feeling rather than just putting a bunch of songs on an album giving it a like a random name yeah you know i i think it depends i think that i for the most part yes just because i think that um you know i look at an album like a complete creative projects that has you know if you're naming an album whatever it's it's really just like it should be a collage of work that is very intertwined it should all be i think it all should be connected just because um you know when you look at a specific album you're like oh i, I like you'll know that sounds like yeah like it's like um with Kanye, for example like i was saying that like all his albums are very different they're all set for different things like yeah. i'll look at late registration and will know immediately what i'm getting from and then i'll look at like uh jesus or whatever and look at that and know complete like something completely different um, but I do know that, you know, I've experienced a lot of young bands or whatever in the past, they'll release their stuff on Spotify. And like, for the most part, this stuff sounds like like one album, it'll sound relatively the same, but like, you'll get like one song that seems like, all right, why is this here? Like why it's cool and yeah. all, but like, why not just release this as a single or something like that? So I got you. How about you though? What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, I, I would definitely say I do tend to i think now that i understand a lot more about music i i have been tending to listen to albums that really do have one central tone yeah but um you know there's definitely albums where i'm listening i'm like wait like 
okay, this album was perfect, but then you get to that last song and you're like, wait, no, this song should have been on this album. Or it's like, why didn't you release yeah. it separately? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And um, yeah, I, I think there's definitely bands that I just, I associate with having one feeling all the way through. And, you know, because you said it, because I brought it up, I'm going to have to do it to you. Title fight. Hey, there you go. Three, three, three beautiful albums, three beautiful tones. That's all I'm going to say. Which is, that's, it's true though. That's a, one of the best examples I think you could give out how Tadifa does it. Because when you show me that video too and it explains it all, like it literally, it makes, it's, that's what I love though. I like seeing bands that do that where like you can isolate certain albums so perfectly together. Like it just, it's, it's yeah. awesome. I think it's really, it's what bands should do. But I mean, obviously, you know, bands have different ideas of what they should do, but if I was to give input, that's what it would be. So yeah. There we go. Right. Um, yeah. So what's I your last, my, uh, yeah, my or, last one. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, I have one in mind, but I think I'm going to change it and I'm going to go with, um, the under pressure album by logic, which came out in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think I surprised you coming out with two, uh, rap hip hop uh, albums, but, um, it is the first album I've heard of logic and many of his fans, like would agree that this is his best work. I know a lot of people don't That's like him because he, he he tried to do a bunch of mainstream stuff and it wasn't that good. But when Logic is at his best, when he makes concept albums, and it, it's, you know, a, a lot of people that listen to rap and hip hop, the diehard fans understand, okay, like if he's making a concept album, the album's going to be great. He's going to be talking about a subject, you listen in, and he's actually rapping. I think the, I you know, I'm not hating on anyone that, you know, but I think like the, the whole mumble rap and like making a song just to get you money and get rich and talking about, you know, drugs, money and crap and girls and guys or even, you know, um, I just think like, uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like if it, if it has a good beat, I'm going to listen to it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, going back logic under pressure, this, the entire album, you got, samples it, it, it and it's not even like 808 generated like electronic stuff like there was a band that went to the studio recorded it there's drum beats there's guitars there it's it's so like every time i listen to it 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 baffles me the amount of samples like the amount of research and work this guy did to find a sample that would work like the album is like i think it's like an hour or it might, it might be just under an hour but I would say at least like 10 minutes of it. It's just the samples, like the, the samples and the, but it all works. Like if I didn't learn about sampling and having different beats, I would have thought he came up with all these things. And I was like, wow, this is like crazy. But no, found the samples, mixed it with the, his producer six. And, um, uh, the actually, no, I'm sorry. The under pressure albums that logic does are by no ID. So yeah. So uh, no ID in six get the samples, make it work, good beats. It's just, it's about him growing up in Gaithersburg and it's just, it's, it's raw, it's good. And he just like, he just has a flow and you know, the beats are like more chilled and laid back, which is what I tend to like, you know, it, but there's songs that have jazz in it, you know, boom bap stuff like that, you know, so I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, but you know, fall coffee, jazz, good vibes. That's the play. Weather. Now, what else That's do you want? But I mean, as exactly. I, I used to be a huge Logic fan. Like my friends got me into him sophomore year and I loved him. Or it was like late freshman year or whatever. Yeah, but exactly. I thought he was I, and under pressure too. Like that, I think that album specifically, it was just, it was so well done the whole way through that I can't compare it to any other album that he's done. And I think that, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's such, I, and obviously, you know, 
my favorite song from the album is actually in the deluxe version with Gambino, but I drive Miss Daisy. Yep. There you go. I fucking yeah, it's a good one to go on to go but, on. Um, no, but I just think that it's so, it's, just, it's so well done. And it's so interesting to see an artist have like, I think this was his first album, right? I'm pretty sure like he had mixtapes. Yeah, no, he, he, he has, for some reason he decided to do six mixtapes, yeah. you know, that's beyond me, but you know, Young Sinatra, there you go. Oh, <laughs> those are a whole nother story. No, but so um, <laughs> yeah. I love I, I love the choice. I think it definitely fits once again. I think so far I've got to say I, I I love the choices you made. I think we both have albums that I don't think that you can't like you know, you could decipher works for fall works doesn't work for fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but um, yeah, awesome though. I love that. Um, and so all right, so that was fall music. Um, for any of you guys, you know, listening to all that, definitely check out the music that we put out if you're interested at all. Obviously, don't if you don't want to, but I think it's, you know, we got some cool choices to check it out. Um, so now we're going to entertainment this week. So big news for Kid Cudi. He's back. He's making his first solo project um, that I think has been since Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, which was released in 2016. So we got Man in the Moon, the third, the third part. The part third three. one. Okay. Yep, the third okay. one, which is awesome because obviously me you know, Cuddy being such a huge part, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, a huge part of like their, you know, growing up and all that. Um, it's awesome to see him finally returning to, you know, have this trilogy for this because I listened to the Scots, which was him and Travis Scott and they released a single and it was meh. And then I listened to the track that he made with Eminem, which was meh. Um, Kids to Ghost was great with Kanye. That was fantastic. But um I'm just glad now that he's finally releasing another solo project because I'm just like so stoked about this. I'm so excited. It's been it's only been four years since the last time we got a solo. Yeah, no, it's so. you know, if if you're with four years and you know you're coming out with it's it's gonna be hard to tell you that because um when when fans have been waiting so long and especially with the you know, the man on the moon and and now that he's making it a trilogy, like like he has to do this right. Like it, it's got to be, it's got to go back to the, having the vibe of the man on the moon, you know, it's got to be innovative at the same time, but like, you know, it, it's got to be get cutting, you know, it can't, it can't be it, like, it almost can't flop. Like, I, know. I mean, I'm sure is, yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot of pressure on it, but you know, yeah. Kid Cudi knows what he's doing. Well, a lot of great songs. And I know, um, I, I know a bunch of Kid Cudi songs that are like, like you, you get like transformed to another dimension. Like, you, you know, you're, you're, oh, yeah, like, you're, no. like, you're, like you're getting lost in space. Just yeah. listening to all, like everything going, so yeah, I'm definitely excited for that record coming out. I'm sure a lot of people are, and um, yeah, but that's definitely gonna be a big one. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I don't know when he, he didn't say when he was gonna release specifically, but he teased it on his Instagram, so I'm sure everyone's pumped. I'm really excited for it. Next thing we got last night. It's been a long time, a very long time, but Eric Andre has finally made it back. Oh, the big. Oh, <laughs> He's on. He's back on television with his show, uh, the Eric Andre Show. Which, if you don't know, you should. I mean, it's. I think it's huge now. If it wasn't before, anyway. Season five came out last night. I'm pretty sure we got two episodes. I only watched the first one, and I just found out today there was a second. I watched both. I watched both. I gotta watch the second one. I watched the first one though, and I, I'm like, I, I gotta. So I watched with some friends or whatever last night. I thought it was. He is not Mr. St- he, he has not lost anything. His no. comedy is like. It's honestly, just, might have been one of the funniest episodes I've seen. Like, it was so great and so well done. Um, and I was worried that uh, Hannibal, who's going to leave, by the way, um, this is his last episode, or, or I think the. Yeah, 
as to whatever. You know, you got you got to watch the second episode. The second episode explains it, but but like, I I don't I don't want to spoil it for you, but like the way the way they handle it and what they do to replace Hannibal, it's it's just it's like stupid and so funny, and like I you know I'm I'm thinking to myself like like I I, like I thought Hannibal was a huge huge part of the show. Like like too no me too yeah, like like even as much as like Eric Andre. Like, you know, yeah. they, like, they were co-hosts. Well, that's the thing. Just, that's I, why I can't... I'm excited to see what's going to happen in the next episode or whatever that, I, that you saw that I didn't. But because I look at the Eric Andre show as like... I don't know. It's like what, how I see a lot of shows where um, once one of the main characters leave, it's like, okay, the show's still good, but it's not... It's not the know, same. Yeah. So I... That, but. I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean... I, I know it's going to happen because Hannibal was just perfect. Yeah, it just worked out. Yeah. Yeah, but but um, speaking of Hannibal, did you see how good he looked in the first episode? Like, no, dude, I he, 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 was... he had that beard coming out. Yeah. I was like, wait, is dude, this he like got really skinny, by the way? Yeah, he, he was doing really good. I um, man's looking good. I can't. Yeah, I was I, that, honestly. It's funny you say that because that was one of the first things I was thinking in my head when Hannibal came out. I was like, shit. Hannibal's looking pretty good. <laughs> it's like he got his stuff together and now he yeah. moved on from doing the well, that's the, what I think. You know, the little comedy skits and Eric's still stuck in this world. But I, I, I just think that's how Eric is. Like, you know, this yeah. is his comedy and he, you know, he was smart enough to be able to make a living out of it. So why not continue to do it? You know? Well, I don't, like, you know, I'm, I might be slightly worried. I think we're all slightly worried that like, you know, these next episodes or whatever without Hannibal might change something. They obviously are, but like, you know, depending on how, much of a change it actually makes, I don't know. I think that Eric Andre, the good thing about Eric Andre's style of humor is that it's complete nihilism. It's complete chaos. It's like nothing. It like, so I think that um, it works in the sense that it's already a super weird show. And I think it's going to make it even weirder now that Hannibal's gone. And it's, it's not going to change that much. At least I don't think so, personally. We'll see. Obviously, because I love Hannibal Burris. He definitely, like you were saying, like they, they go hand in hand. Like Eric yeah, and it's Hannibal like, and go hand in hand. I, you know, like uh, Eric's running around every episode with his, like a chicken with his head cut off, and then Hannibal's just there, like, "Yo, man, what are you doing?" <laughs> and and there's even times where, like, I, I I know I know they're both in on it, but there's times where like Hannibal's like, "Yo, dude, like, no, like you're not yeah. doing that." Like <laughs> like there's times where like Eric's trying to go overboard, and you know Hannibal's like, "Wait, so what I so does that mean the episodes without Hannibal is like, are we gonna have those moments where Eric's going off on a huge tangent?" And then it just doesn't stop. And then maybe the joke's not funny anymore because, you know, he's overboard. So, you know, so yeah. it's, I don't know. The it's, only way, the only way we'll find out is when we watch episode three and four. Exactly. It's, so, it's just how it's going to be. Uh, I will tell you this, too, the, yeah. the on the street skits are, are still oh, perfect. Like, like yeah. they always are. Well, yeah, the, they're great. The on the street skits in the first episode, I was laughing my ass off, dude. This is like, it was. It was well, wait, so. Did, yeah. Um. I'm sorry. In the first episode, um, was there a skit with his dad in the wheelchair? Is that was that the first episode or no? No, I saw the first episode had um him being the sprite stunt guy, so he was hanging from a balcony. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. and he's like, "Call my stunt." Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The rat, uh, rat in the subway. The rat one. Um, yeah. what the hell's the other one? Oh, um. Oh no, actually, I don't remember. But anyway, it was fantastic. Like it literally. I, I was I was seriously I was worried I was like you know this the show last season I think was 2015 2016 and I was like That's I wonder it's been a while yeah and I'm like I don't know how it's gonna work but I'm telling you I just like the thing I like about the um, Eric Andre show too is that 
every season has a different look of um like the stage the look of eric andre too yeah yeah no yeah exactly um i that's funny i actually watched a video and he was describing why um the season looks the way it does and he said on um on the fourth season he grew out his hair he didn't cut his nails at all he he washed his his like suit one time and then for the rest of the episodes wore the same suit so you know he was just like in this whole like gross looking thing. So then he said for this season, he wanted, you know, the room to look super nice. That's why everything's like white and it's not metal, but it looks like it's metal and concrete stuff. And they, it looks really good. He, he waxed every part of his body. That's all I'm going to say about that. no, No hair, no hair at all. He tanned outside every single day. He said, and he says, he's going for like, I guess that, clean cut look uh hannibal doesn't like it but eric was explaining why he did it and he's trying to go for like um oh my gosh what's that guy's name vin, D- vin diesel yeah he's, he's going yeah. for a vin diesel look he's like yeah. you know think i could do vin diesel yeah <laughs> i love that um yeah. and then what is it all right so it was, we gotta watch the next episode though next episodes i think i don't Three know and four. yeah we're gonna watch this together but um anyway last News that I got though is Spider-Man Three is officially filming in Atlanta right now. It's officially. Tom Holland posted another video, which kind of worried me because he's he kind of you know he stole spoilers in the past accidentally about this stuff. He, he has the worst reputation for spoiling. And I always think it's getting to the point where they're like, you know what, actually do it because we we'll get more publicity. Because I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't even. But I did see then also there was a video that I saw of um, one of the stunt doubles for tom holland who was doing a new he was doing a whole choreography that i saw and uh so we know we can it's confirmed that jamie fox is on the team he's one of the pe- people in the cast and then also we have um Benedict cumberbatch who is dr strange is also yeah. going to be there we haven't heard anything official yet about uh what is andrew garfield's and then toby mcguire he's coming uh, he's coming he, i really he, do I'm I, I know he's coming toby is I, coming Savior. I read another. I read another rumor that said that they might do something where um, Tom McGuire Spider-Man has a kid in this universe. So I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of rumors going on, but I'm open to anything at this point. I'm like, because I was worried, dude. I was after Endgame. I was like, I knew they have so many superheroes. There's like an endless amount of superheroes they can use. But like oh, yeah. for like a flagship kind of thing that's going on, if they actually do this alternate universe kind of thing, it opens a complete another, like a complete other kind of like idea for what oh, it's 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 literally like it's 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 infinite yeah it's well, literally it's, infinite it's bigger than thanos i didn't think you'd get bigger than thanos but if you do alternate universes it's bigger than thanos way bigger than thanos because you're not focusing on one universe you're focusing on multiple universes so yeah and it, it's and the, the funny thing is it's not really hard to follow yeah it's you know what not. i mean like with, with like what they're doing like you know if you were to watch a tom holland movie and then you watch this one you're like wait so now there's three Spider-Man, and yeah. then you're like, oh, because he opened this portal, and it's an ultimate dimension. So then you're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's not too crazy, but you think it would be. But dude, oh, I, I know. If, well, if I get story. to if I get to see Tobey Maguire on screen, I, yeah. well, that's first, also first of all, first of all, the Spider-Man. I'm telling the, you, I in my heart, the it, Spider-Man. The more I think about it, I'm telling you, I love Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Don't get me wrong, but I honestly, honest to God, think that Tom Holland's is the perfect Spider-Man prototype. And that's Spider only Boy. because, only because that's what it is. Well, that's what my thing is with um, the fact that they finally got a kid to play Spider-Man. Um, it really encompasses, I think, who he's supposed to be in the comics. And it's nice because 
say that he does Spider-Man for the next 10, 15 years, we can see the first, this will be like our first ever Spider-Man on, on screen that's actually grows to become like an adult. Yeah, it's actually age, yeah. Wow. Which, that, you know, I, I, have, I haven't really thought about it, but that's a really good, Yeah. that's just, that, that's a good way to put it, honestly. But don't get me wrong. Tobey Maguire, he's the first to do it. Tobey Maguire was the first to do Spider-Man and he killed it anyway. I mean, Spider-Man mm-hmm. 2, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 are like two of some of the greatest Marvel, like superhero movies of all time. Um, sure. Spider-Man 3 might be a different story. Uh, but, to down a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but it, but, it, it's, only, it's, only, it's only because of the Venom. It's only it because is. of the, the way they did Venom. Because this is the problem that, with these superhero I, movies. I, I, I think when that Venom movie, oh, oh and then Venom 2 is coming out too, apparently. Yeah. I, and I, 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 when I saw that in theaters, at the end of it, it had um. Oh my gosh, what was that guy's name? Oh, the guy who plays Venom. He's the guy in Seventy Show. No, 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 no. It's um. Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah, he, uh, he's in. He was in Kingpin. He was in this, this one of the new Star Wars. Oh, what is this guy's name? Was he in Spider Man Three? No. He was at the end of the Venom movie that just came out, and oh, he's going to play Carnage. And the next one, I didn't see the one with um, what the hell's his face? Who who played Venom? Who was the British guy? What's his name? Tom Hardy. See that? I didn't see. I didn't, you didn't see that one. I didn't see the new Venom yet. I didn't. Oh, know. all right. So, see, now see, you well, gotta see that. I know. Well, the thing that bothers me is that you I gotta see that. Don't trust Sony with these superhero movies anymore. Ever since um, the Amazing Spider-Man, I've been like very like lenient, like kind of like eh, I don't know. But I've heard great things about it. I'm just also, isn't it PG-13? Is it PG-13, Red? Or is it I, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is. Maybe? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Um, I'm sorry. Wait. Um, the Venom one? Yeah. Is that what you were asking? I wasn't sure. Uh, the Venom. Hold on. 2018. I got it right here. It is. Uh, okay. Is he going to tell me or what? PG-13. Yeah. Well, because that's, that's, that's one of my other things that's kind of worries me is like, if you're going to do a movie about an anti-hero slash villain like Venom, I want you to go like full all out, like full all out, like um, uh, Logan, you know, like Lo- you saw Logan, right? With Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, like the, just give me the movie. If it's got to be rated R, it's got to be rated R. But like, like, I just want to see it. Like, go for it. Is, yeah. that, is that what you're trying to say? You know, that's exactly what I mean. Like, if you're going to do, I want to see, I have not seen that many superhero movies I don't think I've seen any other one besides Logan and maybe um, what was it called between Logan, the boys, and then um, watchdog watchdogs, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it was. Um, I don't think I've seen any other horror or not horror superhero movies slash villain movies that have um, that whole rated R kind of like feel. I just, I, I want to find and Deadpool was great. It was great, but also it was like funny. It was like a comedic, so I want to see more like intense, like Logan-esque kind of movies. I, I, and I think if you want to see that, I think the new Batman movie that's coming out yeah. with Robert Patterson, that, so I, 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 I think I told you this, but every Batman movie gets darker. And yes. not, not in the context, yeah. in the actual lighting of the movie. Like half of the fight scenes, you couldn't even see them. There's, like you, you're just hearing smack and punch. And it's like, what am I looking at? I swear that they somehow get darker and darker and and i think um the dark knight trilogy is like that's my favorite it was superhero trilogy it's it's honestly my favorite like 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 it it it, it beats out it beats out tobe mcguire spider-man for me i I, I really i really love the dark knight trilogy and even you know like 
if you're like I'm one of those people where like if I'm watch if I watch all three of those movies, like when I finish the third movie, like I wanna live a little bit longer in the Batman universe, you know, like, yeah. like you know, like, oh, I still wanna watch. So I found Gotham on Netflix, which is the before story of Batman. It stars Ben McKenzie, who was in 90210. Mm-hmm. Um, really good actor, and it's just like it it's so good because the first two seasons, it's crime fighting. You know, it it focuses on Commissioner Gordon crime fighting and then you bring in bruce when he's like five years old you see the parents get killed they try and solve the murder and then by the last episode you have freaking batman for solid five minutes and you're like wow we need more but there's not going to be more but five awesome seasons and um one of my favorite shows i watched it twice and i'll probably dip in for a third watch soon yeah i gotta we were talking about that the other day and i was like i knew that gotham was kind of like that prequel kind of thing towards batman it's but um it's I gotta perfect. That, bro. I gotta perfect. Really like, that. The way they did it, perfect. And it's Netflix too, right? Yep, yep. It's on. I, I, I think it's. I think it's still on Netflix. To be honest with you. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Um, but yeah, so you know, regardless, I'm excited to see with all these superhero movies, not even Spider-Man three, but just like literally any everything else. Um, what's gonna happen? Uh, we'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of. You know, with this episode, we just got, we got fall music. We got, uh, you know, between Kikuti, Eric Andre, and Spider-Man 3, we got a lot of exciting things that are coming out or that have already come out. So, um, yeah, but that's, um, thanks for coming on to the, thanks for coming on to the podcast, Ralph. Really appreciate it. I thought we had a great talk. Um, So, uh, but yeah, so, um, you know, those for you listening, make sure to follow uh f14 productions on instagram and then also uh the create podcast f14 create podcast on instagram um and i'll also tag ralph into the post that i put like released later today so make sure to look at that uh besides that 